Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. Praise God. Advance God's kingdom. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, God's word says this, and then he said to them, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Wow, that is, what a, what a powerful charge. You know, uh, in Genesis, when, when God first created man and woman, the first thing he said to them was be, be fruitful and multiply, amen? So, so here, here we see that God, uh, Jesus, the Lord, uh, as he is now uh, heading back toward the Father, right, going back to his Father in heaven and uh, has already been to the cross and now he's the resurrected Christ. And he says, hey, listen, I've done my work. You've walked with me for three years. You've heard my teachings. Now go and do the same. Go out and reach the world. And I, I believe that's how God uh, wants us here today as well, also to hear that word and respond to the fact that God has called every single one of us to advance his kingdom. We need to embrace the calling of God in every one of our lives. And this is something that's not just for pastors and leaders and, and the fivefold ministry. Uh, this is talking to every one of us as born again, God, God-loving, blood-bought, Bible-carrying, Bible-believing Christians. Amen. See, I believe that that when we begin to advance God's kingdom, God will begin to do supernatural things in our lives as well. And I believe miracles will begin to manifest as well. See, I believe that one miracle is worth a thousand sermons. <laughs> it is. I mean, just one touch of God. As a matter of fact, drop that in the chat right now. One miracle is worth a thousand sermons. That's right. And I believe that God wants to advance, advance his kingdom through you and I. But he's also going to manifest miracles in order to, to display his power through us. Amen. And get the attention of the world so we can speak into their hearts and speak into their minds and share the gospel. You know, the first two letters of the word gospel spell go. That's right. Go. I, I, you know, go and tell. You know, go and tell. I believe there's two parts to, for us to advance God's kingdom. It's go and tell and come and see. See, I believe that really is the, the two-pronged approach to advancing God's kingdom. That's right. We, we experience God for ourselves. And God says, go and tell. Go and tell people around you. Let them know who I am. And then, of course, come and see. I mean, come to church, come come and experience what God is doing and, and come to church and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to your life. That's right. I believe that Christianity is just a, a network of activity, right? When the, the, the kingdom of God is just a network of activity of, of things moving and coming and going and telling and, and coming and seeing. It just, it's constantly on the, it's, it's, a, it's a live organism that's constantly on the go. And I believe that continues to happen even in a greater way when we begin to promote Jesus. Promote Jesus 
today. I believe that when we begin to lift up the name of Jesus, when our promotion is not about us, it's all about lifting up the Christ, right? And promoting who he is and what he can do for our lives. When we begin to promote Jesus, we'll begin to advance God's kingdom because the Bible says that we lift him up. In other words, we pull him up if that people can see him and hear about him and know him. Then he says, when we do that, that he'll draw people to him. See, I believe that, that that we can become that bridge that that connects him to someone in trouble today. I, you know, I believe we need to keep a lookout today. I believe God's going to do something, put somebody in your path today that needs to hear a word, that needs to hear an encouraging word, maybe an embrace, maybe just a smile, maybe just a hug. I mean, I mean, there's so much going on today in this world and people are just searching and, and, and they're hurting. So we know that we have we have the, the answer for every question that people ask. And we know that the love of Jesus tears down all kinds of barriers and walls. And we just need to share that love with others as well. And be bold about our faith. That's right. Be bold. I believe that we just need to be bold, but do it in love. Be bold in love. That's right. Be bold in love. And to share the truth of God, to share the power of the Holy Spirit, but to do it in love. Do it in such a way that it's like it's like they can they can swallow it, right? Because <clears throat> truth by itself can be harsh when it's not coded in love. You know, it's like back in the day when when the, the, they would give you medicine. You know, medicine works, right? But most of the time, like that cough medicine my mom used to give us, man, it tasted harsh. I mean, when you drank, it was like, oh, like every time you saw it, you knew you had to do it. You knew it was it would help you, but man, it tasted so bad. And I remember an old, uh, I forgot, I forgot, it was an old Disney movie that said, uh, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. <laughs> I don't know if you all remember that or not, but anyway, uh, that, that's, that's sugar, right? That spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down easier is the love of God. That's right. The truth can be difficult to swallow sometimes but when it's coated in love, when it's the, the sweetness of God's love surrounds it. Then it makes it easier to more palatable and easier to swallow as well. And we have because we have to remember that when we share Jesus, and we know that Jesus is the really the starting point of every single miracle. Jesus is the starting point of every miracle. That's right. It's, it, it all begins with Jesus. And of course, it all ends with him as well. But he is the starting point. So people coming to Christ and bringing Jesus into the picture is always the starting point of every miracle. And that's why we need to honor a, our divine, a divine point of contact. In John chapter 2, verse 5, God's word says this. His mother said to the servants, whatever he said, you do it. Hmm, that's awesome. That's John chapter two, verse five. This is Mary speaking, right? This is, uh, uh, of course, in, in uh, uh, it's the, Jesus' first miracle, right? Where he goes to the wedding in Cana. And of course, now they've run out of wine. And Mary says, man, whatever he says, whatever he said to you, do it. So whatever his words are, be obedient. So your point of contact is anything God may instruct you to help to do to help you release your faith. 
That's right. Anything God asks you to do to release your faith is a point of contact. See, your point of contact is any obedience, any act of obedience that proves your faith in God. Mm, that's good. That's the point of contact, whatever that may be. I mean, Peter's point of contact was stepping out of the boat onto the water. See, that was that's where God released his faith. He stepped out. Jesus said, come to me. And he, he believed Jesus. And he stepped on that point of contact with Jesus going across the, the water, uh, walking on the lake uh, there. And of course, he stepped out. And he was able to walk on water. And of course, a lot of folks uh, use Peter sometimes as an example of, of, of what not to do. But in this case, come on somebody, in this case, that point of contact that releases faith, the words of Jesus, his obedience, right? Because if he could have he said, well, that's great, Jesus, you want me to come to you, uh, but can we wait till the storm settles down? Or can we, uh, so that the boat doesn't have to rock so hard and maybe I'll drift towards you? No, see, the point of contact was the word of God that Jesus spoke. And of course, the, the act of obedience that came behind it released the faith, the faith to walk on water. And I believe many of us have been called to step out of the boat, to step out, step out of our comfort zones and begin to walk on water. That's right. You are a water walker. That's right. God's going to use you. going to say, step out the boat. I'm going to take you to, the, uh, to maybe to a place that you're not used to being right but you're gonna step out of the boat and god's gonna elevate you and uh, and of course uh use you better than i mean greater than ever before amen i believe it's powerful see it's unexplainable but it's powerful so simply do whatever god tells you to do and do it quickly. If you know it's the voice of God, don't start negotiating. Don't start don't start wondering. Just respond. And I believe when you respond in faith, <clears throat> that's your point of contact that God has given you to step out. See, this explains uh, uh, in, the, in the word of God, you had the, the power of, of that prayer handkerchief, that piece of cloth that was moved, uh, that Paul prayed over and people were getting healed. You know, anointing oil is a point of contact. The laying on of hands is a point of contact. It just simply works. There's something about connecting and contacting and coming in, in connection with what God is doing. And of course, that happens through your obedience. It could happen through just your faith that's released by knowing it. It's like, it's like the lady with the issue of blood who said, uh, listen, if I could just get a hold of his of his garment, if I could just, just the hem, just the hem. See, that was her point of contact because when she touched the hem and she believed that when she touched the hem that God would heal her, well, guess what happened? That's right. She was healed immediately. Oh, man. Not just healed, but made whole, right? Completely whole. All the depression, all the issues she was going through, all the rejection she felt for so many years, it was God. She was whole in that moment because of that point of contact. And you see, I believe that we can do that for others as well. We can be that point of contact by praying for someone else. Pray for someone else. In Job 42.10, God's word said this, and the Lord, listen to this, this is powerful. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave him, Job, twice as much as he had before. Oh, come on, somebody. The Bible says that 
this situation turned when he started praying for his friends. When he prayed for his friends, the captivity of Job was turned. Oh my goodness. What a powerful, powerful principle that you and I need to understand. Because I believe that when we're praying for others, right? When we're praying for others, matter of fact, drop this in the chat. What you make for what what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. That's right. That's a principle that God has in his word. See, I believe that one of the keys to personal miracles is to get involved with the needs of others. That's right. You may be praying for your miracle, but it could be that before your miracle is released, you need to become a miracle to somebody else. You need to encourage and love somebody and pray for them and pray that God will minister to their hearts. There is no distance in prayer. You don't have to be in the same room. The moment you get on your knees and begin to cry out to God and pray for someone, God is there. God is ministering to them. Uh, the Holy Spirit is invading their spiritual atmosphere wherever they are in the world. Doesn't matter how far they are. And I believe that God's impact on us is determined by how we've chosen to impact others. That's right. I've seen so many miracles and so much provision from the Lord in my own personal life when I've been looking out for others. When I look at my own needs and my own pressures and my own issues and go, man, God, I mean, I really need that. But I just don't try not to focus on it. I just say, well, Lord, uh, this is in, in your hands. <laughs> You're Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Amen. And then just continue to serve others. Do what God has called you to do. And while you're in the midst of serving and being an impact and helping others, God is moving on your behalf. You see, you will always reap what you sow. That's right. If you sow kindness, you're going to reap kindness. If you if you sow joy, then you're going to reap joy. If you sow love, then love will come back. See, whatever it is that you plant, see that also that also means that we have to be very careful about the seeds that come from our mouth because when we speak, those are seeds that go out and are planted in the ears of those that are listening. Uh, the, what we say uh, uh, out of our mouth, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the mouth, the, I mean, yeah, the, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we have to be so careful what we speak because, because most of the time it's coming from our heart. So if we want to know where our heart is, listen to our words because our, our words are seeds and they're creative and they begin to manifest. So we have to be so careful what we say, just like we can sow seeds of kindness and words of encouragement, that means we can also sow seeds of negativity and dishonor and disrespect. See, we can, we can do that with our words and, and spread gossip. See, but I believe God wants us to understand that if we continue to reap, we reap what we sow. So we need to continue to sow good seeds and pray for other people. I think the greatest thing we can do today, and today, uh, I believe that God's going to bring somebody into your path and they're going to unload things on your life and say, you know what? Don't worry about uh, uh, anything else. Just say, let me just pray for you because you can become that point of contact that I mentioned earlier when you pray for someone else. A seed of prayer will reap a harvest of miracles. 
And I believe that we, we as children of God, as ambassadors of Christ, as those that have been given the authority and the power and the anointing, the anointing is upon your life, that Holy Spirit that's on your life is the same Holy Spirit. Listen to me. That fell, that came down on Jesus Christ Himself. That's why when He was being baptized, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon Him like a dove. Guess what? That's the same Holy Spirit you and I have. We just need to activate our faith. We need to be a blessing. We need to be about God's business. We need to be advancing God's kingdom daily, right? We need to honor that point of contact. We need to understand that there are things that are going to come our way that are going to release our faith, and we can be also that point of contact to release other people's faith when we pray for them, amen, we'll become a, an obedient servant to the Lord, to just grab them by the hand, you know, grab God by the hand, grab them by the hand, and become that conduit, right, that God can flow through and touch them and change their lives, amen, and always remember, when you're walking in the spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. God bless you. Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com.